One thing I know about having a small business is that we all at some point struggle with two things. Number one, either you're starting out and you have no idea how to set your pricing and you're actually sort of afraid to do it, even though you know you have to. Or number two, you've already set your pricing and you realize after several clients and projects that you definitely need to increase your pricing in order to maintain doing business, eat, and pay bills. Because adulthood, right? Oftentimes, our clients come from referrals, which means word of mouth. This could be friends, family, friends of friends, and friends of family. When we come to that point of setting prices and or needing to increase them, the fear sets in, like, oh my gosh, will I lose business? What if people can no longer afford my services and I run everyone off? What if, what if? But there's a method to increasing your pricing for what you offer your clients, whether product or service. So grab a blanket and some hot cocoa and a notepad and pen, and let's dive in together as I teach you how to secure the bag, sis. Whatever is lovely. Happy New Year, everyone. It's been such a long time since I recorded my last podcast, but just know that I have been working and working on some new um, ideas, some new topics to go over for the 1-9. I'm so excited about this new year. Um, And like most of you, I've got a list of goals that I'm ready to partner with God and knock out one by one by one. So I am praying that your new year is prosperous and that everything that you desire to see God move on, that you will see it come to pass in this year. And I'm just praying this prosperity, blessings, opportunities, opportunities to learn, opportunities to build, opportunities to connect, that this will be an amazing year for all of you creative entrepreneurs writers, makers, movers, and shakers that have rocked with me and have followed this podcast and just followed my journey online. I'm really excited about um, everything that is going to happen in 2019. Hey, so let's get back to the topic at hand. Secure the bag, sis. Um, I can remember when I first started, I remember my very first client Um, I've been um, doing graphic design for a very long time. That's kind of how I got into entrepreneurship, just my love for art and being able to make things digitally. But I remember almost immediately wanting to take my um, newfound skill of graphic design and, you know, make some money with it, side hustle. Um, When I got my first client, um, it wasn't like a friend or a family member, but an actual paying client that I had to send an official invoice to to be paid, right? You couldn't tell me nothing. It was for a small film production company out of the East, and they needed just a simple logo, 
Um, and after about three revisions, I gave them my very best um, with different ideas and concepts to choose from. And the process was they were to choose a logo they liked. And then we would go through the revision process until, um, you know, all of the changes were made until they were pleased with it. And once that was done, they would pay me and then I would send them the final files that they can use for print, web, um, textile, whatever they needed to use the logo for. So I don't even know at the end of the project if I sent them the right resolution for their logo. Um, but nevertheless, they had something and I was to be paid for it. Now, when I say send them the right resolution for the logo, um, as a designer, once you send someone the final um, files for something, it has to be in a format that can be used on multiple platforms. So I would typically send my clients, um, you know, uh, a resolution that could, the color could be changed where um, if you made it bigger, it wouldn't look pixely, where you can make it as big as a, a billboard for a building, but you could also make it as small as something that would go on a business card and the resolution would be just as crisp. Um, you'd also want something they could use on a website versus something they would use on like a banner or poster. So I can't even tell you if I sent this company the right resolution for their logo, but they had some kind of files, right? So question, how much did I charge this production company? Go ahead, take a wild guess. Now think about this, right? This project uh, was kind of on the back end of me freelancing and getting my feet wet in the world of graphic design for about four years, right? So I had already been in the game for about four years, but I was really wanting to start taking things more serious. So, and mind you, I had no formal training. I didn't go to school for this. This is something that I picked up. Uh, saw some some things beautifully designed on the internet wanted to figure out how to do it downloaded a child of Photoshop and that's basically how in the world of blogs that had tutorials this was before the times of YouTube so I had no formal training right I didn't know a thing about branding brand strategy copywriting trademark fonts or any of that jazz it was just me in my Photoshop a girl in her Photoshop that's all we had so get this I charged this film production company out of the East for a logo, a whopping $25, girl, $25. That wasn't even gas for a week, food for two days, not even a pair of Payless shoes, right? Let me get my $25 via PayPal for that invoice. I was the hap hap happiest of happies. And I really thought that this was the first step towards, you know, my career as a designer. Um, this was me finding my unicorn, which is if you've watched uh, one of my videos previously, one of my vlogs, and I talked about my um, experience when someone told me, good luck finding your unicorn in my journey to becoming a graphic designer. And I, you know, I was determined, girl, determined to make sure that I became a graphic designer because I had met someone in my past that told me that I could not and that becoming a graphic designer would be much like trying to find a unicorn. Um, I made it a point to find that unicorn. And in this instance, I felt like I did. Um, I found this company on one of those websites where you, where companies have projects posted. You have to basically bid and compete and they choose based on the bid who they want to hire. They hired me. They were happy with the logo. 
I was happy with my meager $25. And that was it. Even though that $25 was not enough to cover anything, it was just enough to have in my PayPal account. You know, it was for me, it was enough incentive to feel like I had a gift, I had an ability, I had a talent that was worthy to be paid for. And there were people out there that were going to seek me out and pay me for my services. So at that time, I was geeked. Now, let me talk about another type of project that I worked on after, you know, it, it wasn't too far after this project for, for the film production company. I got contracted and reached out through my website um, to work on another logo for a small business here locally, right? I was still charging $25 for logos, right? Because people was paying for it. And in just in my just, just sheer naiveness, if I can even say that, um, I didn't factor in everything that went into branding, graphic design, market research, or anything. I was just coming up with stuff based on what the client was telling me they wanted. So through my website, this um, client reached out to me and said, hey, I've got said business. Um, I want you to design a logo for me. I kind of have an idea. I don't really have a large budget which should be red flag number one. No. It's it's okay if someone has a smaller budget if you're willing to work with them, but you definitely have to factor in your time um, and the work and effort that goes into the project before you decide to secure that contract. Otherwise, you could be in the red, which is what I'm going to talk about now. So this woman reached out to me about wanting a logo design. She said she did not have a huge budget and I agreed to work with her. Um, we didn't have a contract or anything in place because I didn't know any better at the time. So we started working and uh, based on what she told me she wanted um, and the direction she wanted me to go and the colors that she wanted, the fonts that she wanted, I produced my very best. I gave her uh, about three to five different variations and based on that she was to choose which one she wanted. We do two, three revisions on that logo and then we should have a logo. Simple enough, right? So let me tell you for $25 now, I would request that people would pay me uh, 50% up front and then the final 50% will be at the end of the project when um, all the files are to be delivered. We worked on that logo for at least two to three months, week after week after week after week after week after week after week. I don't remember at all um, how the heck I was like going to finish this logo in a timely manner. I just remember, because this was a while ago, this had to have been, goodness gracious, this had to have been like 10 or 12 years ago, probably 12 years ago, right? And um, I was starting to get frustrated with the project because after all of this time, um, we weren't getting any closer and I had given her exactly what she said she wanted literally exactly what she said she wanted so I'm confused how every week this client was managing to find more ways to hack up and chop up the same logo make the font bigger change the hue of this color um, move this here move this there um, it was like she was not from earth or something it was just like I was just amazed at how many revisions we had to go through 
And it got so bad that I would open up my email and when I would see her name, I would just, the pit in my stomach would just be like, oh gosh, anxiety, anxiety. I don't want to do this. Regret, regret, regret. My day is ruined. And we would talk after each revision and she would always hit me with the, we're almost there, um, or so close. I was ready to just, I was fighting the air at this point because needless to say, um, I had to fire her. Yes, I fired my own client. I explained to her that at this point, I was in the red. I had worked at least 15 hours, at least on this $25 logo. That equated less to a dollar an hour, right? And that's not even counting my peace of mind, dignity, and sanity. Um, so after this experience and several more like it, right? Because I didn't learn my lesson with this one, duh. <laughs> I kept attracting these clients with no budget, um, and they were super demanding and they were not all pleasant to work with. To this day, I still have outstanding voices from websites that I built, logos that I did, um, just other things associated with branding packages. And when I would reach out to these clients, it would just be like poof, like ignore. They just, I wouldn't hear anything. So I had this epiphany one day. With this bright idea I had, I knew, right? Tasha, you're going to have to increase your pricing. At this time, I was a single mother. You know, um, I was working a full time trying to transition. Actually, at this time, I think I had just left my full time job and I was I was uh, working as a freelancer. So at this time, uh, graphic design and branding outside of my hair care line was basically my bread and butter. Right. So based on what I knew I needed to do, which was, duh, you need to increase your pricing. Um, I had to come up with a strategy to do so. At the tier that I was currently at, as far as my pricing, um, I wasn't making any money. When I would factor in how many hours I would put into a thing, research, time, revisions, you know, and how many weeks it would drag out. I wasn't really making enough to make ends meet because when you work on a project and you quote a client an invoice, now naturally things happen and the time frame you initially quote may not be the time frame you always end up with. And that's perfectly fine. However, because you have bills that are due monthly, you have to time each client and each project um, based on how much money you have in the bank so that you're actually able to pay your own bills and make a living. And I was not great at doing that. And the fact that my prices were a lot lower than what they should have been had definitely a negative effect on my ability um, to successfully budget and maintain um, the financial overhead for my household, right? So my idea was if I raised my pricing, I would be in a higher tier to where I was actually getting what I felt like um, I was worth as far as my time, my expertise, my skills as a designer. Um, I mean, that was somewhat noble, you know, sort of good idea, sort of makes sense. So, you know, I mean, I think I, I, I can have, you know, just a couple of Scooby snacks worth of credit on here. But at this point, all I had was an idea, right? I had the idea that I needed to raise my pricing but I had no strategy, no execution, nada. Just this light bulb of what I knew I needed to do and what I felt like would be effective, right? So I went back, redesigned, rebranded my website, increased my pricing, and I started going after more established businesses, emails, cold calls, you name it. Um, somebody just needed to point me in a corner and say, go sit down somewhere 
take a seat, put this dunce cap on. Because <laughs> it was a noble idea, you know, noble strategy. But it was very, <laughs> it was just <laughs> very prematurely thought out. And I did not execute that well. I didn't know what the heck I was thinking. Um, those more established businesses, baby, they ate me alive. Um, the hustle was so real, right? I mean, I landed some conversations um, that could have possibly led to me securing those bags, but I didn't have the confidence, right, to believe that I could um, offer these companies all that I said that I could do. Was I really all that I was cracked up to be? You know, and talking to those more established companies definitely um, made you think about like your skill set and your abilities as an artist. So I landed this one phone call with one of the largest uh, direct sales companies in the country. Right. I will never I won't say their name, but I'll never forget that call. I will never even forget the name of the point of contact that I spoke with, let alone the fact that my email reached the proper department. The fact that they emailed me back and we scheduled a phone call. I was in knots for days, weeks, because this could have been a contract that changed my life, right? Um, at least, you know, it wouldn't have made me a millionaire, but it would have definitely, if I was able to secure the bag, I would have had enough income coming in that would have definitely cushioned my household and uh, helped us to make a lot more ends meet than what we were made, what we were making. Um, so the contact that I spoke with, she basically ate my entire life for breakfast within two seconds of our conversation and came back for all my pride and dignity. It took me weeks to recover, like so bad that I didn't reach out and directly try to contact anyone. But I learned so much on that phone call. Um, a lot of what I learned, I didn't really learn, learn until years later, which means I kept doing the same immature things, trying to gain higher paying clients and they just weren't working. Um, I wasn't getting any traffic to any of my websites. Um, in addition to that, I would get referrals from friends and my quotes would often go ignored, which let me know that they were probably a lot more expensive than what this person was able to afford. So I would send emails with quotes or send text messages with quotes, poof, ghost, like these people would be gone, no response. I would send them the the outline scope of agreement and everything like they requested and they would literally slide back into the bushes like homer like just gone like whoop yep okay that was nice was i charging too much was it something i said uh, probably i had so many questions but barely any answers um and years went by and my business was still full of dry bones Okay, so my hair care begins to have begun to take off in some form. And because of it, I have the opportunity to meet some really amazing people, like really, really amazing. Um, it took me out of my uh, sphere of people that I currently knew and kind of pushed me into a pool of new faces, new names and people with a different tier of income. Right. So as I begin to build these new relationships with people, I really um, position myself to be like a sponge. Um, I, as in the process of building relationships, um, I would listen to them. I would tell them what I did, but I would never try to draw any business from them because at this point, I just need to learn what I need to learn um, so that I can grow and be better. So I just listened. I shut my mouth and I listened. I would listen to them talk about their lives and what they did for a living, what they needed in their businesses. Um, and without offering a thing, I began to see a trend. These people would talk um, about their colleagues and their businesses and the clients they had. 
um, and I would learn of the services and products that they would pay other companies and other consultants for, right? Then I had it, right? After all these years, all this time, it finally clicked. You know when you get that aha and that just click moment and you just want to run around a room? Or maybe it's just me that wants to run around when something finally clicks, but I definitely wanted to run around a room probably several times, right? So this is what I, that this is like kind of like the revelation I had. I had increased my pricing, but I didn't add anyone to my sphere of friends, right? So if most business comes from referrals, meaning friends, family, friends of friends, friends of family, I had basically tapped everyone I knew, just about everyone in my Facebook friends. I wasn't accepting any Facebook friends at this time. Um, so it was like, I don't know you. I'm not accepting you. I wasn't doing anything to build the current pool of relationships that I had in my life, right? So once this clicked, I began attending more and more gatherings, and I'm not talking about networking events, right? Because that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day, but gatherings with people that I knew or people that were, um, uh, that I knew that would invite me to different things, right? So I would attend these gatherings and these events, and I would just listen. I would be at the table listening. I would be the wallflower praying for somebody to come up and talk to me, and when they did, I would talk to them, and I would just listen, right? We would exchange business cards. Uh, we may have a you know text conversation, email conversation, phone conversation. We would do lunch, but I would just listen to them. And I took those years to learn from other entrepreneurs, and um, in that time, built a lot of relationships. Um, so one thing I can say is when you take the time to become genuinely interested in people, they will remember and take interest and trust in you. Right? I read this book. Um, the Lord had me to read this book several years ago. I was kind of insulted initially when somebody, basically what happened was, you know, um, somebody else in a relationship was like, Tasha, I feel like the Lord wants you to read this book. So I was like, well, what's the book? And the book was by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I say what? I need to read a book about how to win friends and influence people. Am I that pathetic? Am I that much of a dork? Do I lack that much social skills that I need to read a book that talks about how to make friends? Basically, you know, one thing I can say, and I can't speak for everybody, is when you are wired more so like an introvert and you go into yourself, you're more like the wallflower, the the one that everyone deems as quiet. Um, because of the way um, we are, you have a harder time building relationships because we're at the gatherings we don't want to be at. It's loud. You don't want to walk up to people and have conversations. It's stressful. Um, having to be forced interaction with strangers, all those things force us into a corner. Um, and in order in the business realm, if you want to be successful, if you want to build relationships, if you want to learn, you have to posture yourself the opposite way. So I'm saying to all introverts listening, you don't have to allow introversion to rule you you don't have to allow it to to um, control you now there are times where I feel like okay this is overwhelming I'm gonna go over here and chill for a little bit before I go back out and mingle but I mingle I have enlisted help from God to be able to overcome a lot of those social anxieties that introverts have to deal with and navigate through to build relationships and to grow myself as an entrepreneur and to grow my businesses it's unavoidable um, so when I read this book by Dale Carnegie, even though it was written like 100 years ago, it's got some principles that are still very valuable today. And I still apply those principles today uh, when I meet people in just in interactions because they are absolutely 100% valuable. 
Um, if you have not read that book, um, it is on Audible. Go to Audible, download it, uh, go rent it from the library. It's usually checked out. Um, find that book and read it. Yes, it's written in an older time, but if you begin to apply those principles to their li- to your lives, um, these next things that I'm going to share with you are going to be a lot easier to work through because you'll have that basic foundation and that basic knowledge of interacting with people. So like I said, when you take the time to become genuinely interested in people, they will remember you, right? I was always the, un- the just the forgettable person that I don't, I, I, oh, oh, she was the tall one? Oh, okay, I don't really remember too much about her or what her name. I just remember she's the tall black girl, right? That's always been me, just un unremarkable, just not memorable, just nothing, right? The only thing that would stand out was my my height. But I learned how to allow my personality to come out and to really be genuinely interested in people. And those things stuck with others, right? So I began to get referrals from these new people that I met based on these, you know, these new relationships. Um, it wasn't even just for my hair business, even though I was going to a lot of events for people that I was meeting in the hair care industry. Um, you know, these referrals that I was getting weren't just from these events, right? It was, um, from people from my church that would know me and know my integrity, know my skill set, know my passion, know my heart. It would be events that I began to get, uh, invited to speak at, right? Because once you start putting your personality out there and talk about your passions, then people want you to speak on a larger platform. Um, it's just so many different opportunities come uh, or had come from me just becoming interested in people and applying the principles from how to win friends and influence people to the relationships that I was um, learning from this new sphere of, of people that I was kind of um, opened up to, right? So this wasn't really the end. We, we were starting to talk about, you know, building new relationships, um, changing the people within your sphere of influence. So that's one thing that absolutely did garner some referrals, but that wasn't the only thing, right? In this, right, because we talked about me being more introverted, I was super duper insecure. Remember earlier when I was talking about not really, you know, offering my services to these larger companies, but not really feeling like I had everything that it took. I didn't have the juice <laughs> to back up my claims of what I said I could do. Unsure if I would be good, if they would hire me again the next month. Listen, I was super duper insecure, right? Even with all these referrals, I didn't have the confidence to charge for my services um, or what I thought I should be making. There was one event that I went to um, it was a networking event and I literally was standing up against a wall with a, somebody came and introduced themselves to me. I remember his name to this day. He was the founder of a very, very well-known and successful hair care company. I'm not going to say his name, but if I said the company, you would all know it. I'm sure because I'm sure everyone has used it. And he introduced himself to me and then, you know, I introduced myself back and he said, what is, you know, what do you do? So I told him what I did and name of the product line. He said, what is someone that is that successful um, and that have uh, achieved those goals? I mean, he was like, you you have a great personality just in talking to you. You're beautiful. You're successful. Why are you standing over here up against this wall as if you're afraid to talk to people? He was like, you have something to go out and be proud of and something to be confident about. Go be confident. He said, by the end of the night, I want you to get up and go talk to eight people and get eight people's business cards. Now, this guy is supposed to, tip, you know, basically he's supposed to be my competition, right? But he's over here giving me life advice. Let me tell you something. You cannot um, 
let me rephrase this. God often sends people, whether they're believers or not, across your path to give you just what you need for that moment. Do not, do not, do not, do not forsake or toss aside um, the advice and the nuggets that people will drop along the way for your journey. Don't think that you're always looking for the next big thing and the next opportunity for you to blow up. God will often use people along the way to give you just what you need for that moment or just what you need to the seeds that you need that will help you grow um, in the next season of your life. Things that need to be watered, things that need to be matured, things that need to take root. Um, and I've learned that in entrepreneurship that, um, you know, along the way, I was always looking for this next big break, but it wasn't the big breaks that um, pushed me forward. It was always the the little nuggets here and there that people would deposit um, based on instances like these where I believe that God would send people. So just kind of be aware of your surroundings and the people that talk to you. Don't discount or disqualify people because of where you think they are in their business or what kind of person you think they are, whether they're believers or, or unbelievers, God can use and will use anybody to give you what you need. Um, God is a God, a people God, and he uses people and that's just it. So just be very discerning and very sensitive to the people in your life and the things that they deposit because you never know um, how much that can shape you and help you. So Fast forward to me getting all these referrals from all these well-known successful people based on this new sphere of influence I was in that that did not change my confidence, right? I was still grossly undercharging, um, even though what I was charging now was more than what I charged before. I was still grossly undercharging people for, um, you know, whatever services they would contract out, right? So, this created a stress for me because I knew I needed to be um, doing more, but I just couldn't do it because I was afraid I would lose business. Just terrified, right? It was that fear of rejection. And if you battle with that, absolutely listen to the podcast I had overcoming rejection because it will definitely help you to overcome that fear of um, losing the fear of what people will say that the, just it will help you overcome any kind of fear of rejection that you will have right so I've got this stress um that I knew something needed to be done but I just didn't have the confidence um to do it because I was afraid that I would be rejected but let me tell you something there's a great difference between economy and luxury right if you charge economy prices and offer economy service and view yourself with economy lenses then you are essentially telling people how to treat you when your prices are low and you don't have the confidence and you feel like you are just kind of a novice, you're going to attract people that are looking for that type of service, that type of consultant, that type of product. You basically are going to attract what you, how you market yourself and how you put yourself out there. So, right, take that and flip it, right? So when you charge luxury prices and you offer luxurious service and you view yourself with a higher level of confidence in knowing who you are, knowing your capabilities, knowing the God you serve, knowing your purpose, right? You are essentially telling people how to treat you, you know, and that is the difference. That was the marked difference between me and where my goal was, was that I was still looking at myself through those economy lenses. Am I worth $2,500? That's a lot. And I don't feel comfortable charging that. Another question, can I even provide $2,500 worth of services? Um, honey, yes. Yes, you can. Um, the keys are here. Number one, right? These are the things. Everything I just said, I'm going to sum these up. Number one, 
open yourself up to relationships outside of your current sphere of influence, right? You want to secure the bag. You're going to need to expand your network. You're going to need to expand your sphere of influence. Now, this may mean like not frequenting the places that you've done before or gone to before. This might mean going to a ballet or, or coffee dates with people you don't normally hang out with. Right. With no strings attached. You're not looking for a deal. You're just looking to go and be around people that are in a different tier of income that live a different lifestyle other than the friends and family that you have around you. Now, that um, is not saying that you totally chalk away and throw away and leave all of your previous relationship. 2018. We're not we're not walking that meme out. Right. What we're doing is we're basically increasing in building um, relationships. Right. So you're going to these new places, you're spending time with these new people that you're meeting with no strings attached. People can sense when you want something from them and if your your interest in them is ingenuine and it may taint the relationship, right? So keep in mind, you never know what you can and will learn and take away from each experience. So go into these opportunities with open mind. It may take some time to build. You may um, start frequenting places and doing things and you may not... Um, you know, you may not uh, land any deals or really get any solid connections for a while. And that's completely and totally okay. Be patient. Also be led by the spirit of God. Don't think you got to go sign up and go this, there, here and there, everywhere. You need to know who your client is as far as the people that you want to provide your services or products to. And based on who he or she is, where they live, what their income is, what their lifestyle is, you need to posture yourself and your business in a manner that will speak directly to them. Um, that is something that I do when I work with clients um, and help them to posture and um, shape their businesses in a way that will speak directly to the clients they want to serve. That is something that I strategically help them map out. So you definitely want to start to open yourself up to going, uh, going to new places and being around new places, new people and new things to increase your sphere of influence. Right. Um, we got to be wise. So don't just be going everywhere. Um, meeting up with everybody all the time. Um, you definitely have to allow God to be first and foremost so that he will guide and direct your path, right? Um, become genuinely interested in people. We're still all on number one. You got to become genuinely interested in people. Um, you definitely will see a return on when people know that you are genuinely interested in them or you want to build relationships with them just because you want to build a platonic relationship. They will appreciate that, okay? People can tell um, when you are wanting to be genuine and when you are authentic and organic, and it definitely goes a long way. So remember the book I mentioned earlier, How to Win Friends and Influence People? That is definitely a, um, a book that is worthy of your purchase and worthy of your time. I don't know how many times I've read that book, but it's definitely a game changer, okay? So we're talking about changing our sphere of influence, opening ourselves up to new relationships and become genuinely interested in people. That is all under step uh, number one, key number one, point number one, right? And the last and final thing we'll need to do is be confident, right? Pray and ask God to remove any area of rejection and low self-esteem and self-worth that are interfering with you and your endeavors um, and your personal relationships and you seeing yourself the way God sees you in the way you should be seeing yourself in the way you want others to see you. I tell people all the time, whatever areas of personal development you need in your life will run over into your business. They are not separate, right? Show me an entrepreneur that struggles with confidence and I'll show you one who undercharges their clients.
it's they go hand in hand okay god is able to heal you of every pain and every past instance that has followed you in your life bullying you your entire life let me tell you this fear is a liar it has lied to you long enough lowering your prices um, because that's all you feel like you are worth is nothing more than a reflection of how you really see yourself and how you feel um, about what you can offer, how confident you are in your abilities and what you feel like you should be viewed at. It's a reflection of that, okay? You show me someone that will lower their prices because they feel like that's all they're worth and I will show you someone who will also lower their standards in the type of relationships that they allow to have happen in their life. I won't go for quality because I don't consider myself quality. Those are all lies. You have to invite God into this wounded and intimate space and you will see a dramatic turnaround. Not just in how you see yourself and your boldness and confidence, but this will also directly impact your business and the lives you are called to reach through it. I really hope this podcast has blessed you today and that somewhere in here I said something that resonated with you and where you are and where you feel like God is taking you. But I can tell you this, if you apply these two principles into your life, into your business, the building relationships, the increasing your sphere of influence, the becoming genuinely interested in people, and then the other step of really allowing God to rebuild your confidence in those areas that have been broken down in your lifetime by by disappointments, by people hurting you and and abusing your trust, allowing God to rebuild those walls, rebuild those areas in your life, to rebuild and restructure the foundation of your being, you will absolutely not just see a change in your overall quality of relationships in your life and in your um, review of yourself and how you feel about yourself and your confidence, but it will absolutely runneth over into your business and you will see a, a direct impact in the clients that you serve and the amount of income that you bring in. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe um, to the Whatever's Lovely podcast if you haven't already. Share with a friend, bless somebody today, and until next time, bye loves.